The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Look beyond the pay-per-views, examine the weekly TV, see what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how's life? Pretty good, man. Football is officially back, so yes, it doesn't I get any better it was than tonight. that. Yeah, it does not. Uh, preseason. And yeah, launching and we're on like new technology runs, here, so but... hopefully this comes through clean, nice and good. I know it's it's a great great time right now, so uh, life is good. Uh, back to school and kind of summer vacations all over, but you know it's, it's oh, a, no. a, like you said, football season highlights highlights of baseball, everything. So pretty fun time. Yeah, don't don't remind me on that. School starts and, next week again. It's just oh. yeah, yeah, a couple more weeks for us. So. Nice. Because, uh, it su- sucks. Summer's over, but uh, fall is right. fun. So, oh yeah, exactly. I always enjoy it. Like you said, football season. The Bears just got a new pass rusher. So, like, yeah, Bianca Ngakwe, Cubs scoring. I don't think the Bears will score as much as the Cubs did the past two days. But uh, yeah, we're looking. It, it's not all the way up, but it's no, a little, it's a little glimmer of hope. You know. It is what yes, it is. Yes. All right. Should we move on to the King of the Ring? Uh, well, not King of the Ring. King of the Ring qualifying. Should we get moving on <laughs> I was like, wait, what, are we watching the, the different show here? King of the Ring? No. No, no. I mean, King of the Ring qualifying, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got Is you. what I'm at. You ready to go then? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. We're at Raw on, on, on uh, May 9th. Uh, this is a Raw. So I think this is your match to start off. Uh, Razor versus Quang feels like it's it's all over you. So why don't you kick us off? Oh, today? yeah. Yeah. So um, this is just like a, a hit me in the feels type match to start the show off. Like, I think they just they knew the ratings would be down if it wasn't something like this for me. So um, surprisingly, it started with like Quang beating Razor down for a while. Like, I don't I don't know if they were like boys for real or whatever, but he was giving Quang a lot. Um, he eventually like even cuts Razor at one point on his nose, like a pretty nasty cut. And Vince even like says if uh, Razor's cut is too bad, they'll widen out the shot with kids watching. I don't ever remember something like that being said. Um, you know, with any kind of blood. I, I know it's hasn't like happened too often anyways on TV with blood, but. Uh, it was just kind of a little jarring to hear that. So um, it did kind of fire up Razor a little bit, not whether it was, you know, supposed to in the match or just naturally. But um, he hits like this huge choke slam on Quang, which looked really good. Like, oh, it's, 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 that's one of his underrated moves, uh, Razor slash Scott Hall. Like, his choke slam is so good when he hits it. So got a little pop out of that. Um, also noticed, like, you know, Harvey Whippleman is supposed to be Quang's manager. Like, because he's not a, you know, he doesn't talk. He's not really the best talker anyways, even when he does talk. But Harvey adds nothing to Quang at all. Like, like he's below Fuji with, he literally stands outside, doesn't do a single thing during the match. Um, he doesn't really talk for him. Like, 
there's nothing no value added i would say so just noticing that like noticing him not by not noticing him um the end comes is like razor goes for the razor's edge but like drops quang so i don't know if quang was like shit bagging him or what but uh they kind of like rally to do a finish where quang misses a spin kick and then razor finally does hit him with the razor's edge and uh pretty solid little match and razor officially qualifies for the king of the ring i, I kind of you know, I think we kind of saw that coming. They need a star babyface like that in the tournament. So, um, pretty decent match to get the show started and get raised yeah. in the tournament. Yeah, it's similar, similar, same notes you kind of had. Uh, Quang got a ton of offense in. Uh, also noticed that the spin kick that Quang does, he does it throughout the match. Like, that's his favorite move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really sure Savio's background, but it's obviously, like, definitely try to be a martial artist uh like with the kicks and stuff i actually think he hits them pretty good uh and i actually noted that vince was really into quang like really putting him over as a big time challenger to razor and that this could be an upset and it makes sense that his love of savio vega uh you know in a similar uh, right kicking role uh, that vince vince loves him so and then i you have my exact note on harvey whippleman i might i just put he might be the biggest bum manager like not always he not bring anyone but he has like zero elite wins as a man right like i don't think he's ever like you know gonzalez never like all these guys he 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 mentioned he doesn't have a significant win as a manager um i compare that to like someone like jimmy hart right who is the same size as him right but does so much more as a manager well like Um, he he was fun in memphis and stuff but not like you know he wasn't like a major player or anything who did he even come in with was it big bully busick is was that his first guy First, and then Sid, kind of. I mean, that's his right. big one, right? With Sid, right? Um, okay. Kind of. I think. I think that kind of Sid, but then he just kind of, you know, to Adam Bomb and to, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. Wang and Gonzalez and Kamala. I mean, we're just talking quite the exactly. quite the role. I mean, uh, we love Adam Bomb, but he's not been lighting the world on fire. No. Um, and uh, the other one I want to do is that uh, Razor was going to do the Razor's Edge at first. And then couldn't get him over. So I actually thought that was a pretty good spot there too. Yeah. Or like he kind of couldn't get him over. So I like that spot. Like it's just Quang, Quang beat him down enough that took him out. So uh fun, fun opening round matchup for a Quang match. Uh, you know, I thought, thought pretty good, but it did, did show you, uh, um, did uh, show that Razor's moving on. And they also mentioned that IRS is also in. So got right. two guys in the tournament, pretty, uh, you know, pretty good stacked team so far. Uh, and they talk about next week that it's going to be Sparky Plug versus Bam Bam in a qualifying match, which is uh, that one feels more of like Bam Bam should dominate him. Right. Uh, like that, that feels like a bit of where they, I think they gave Quang a lot of offense here. Um, then I'll move on to an easy victory by Crush. Uh, it comes out, uh, you know, this is where I think uh, they've now thrown Crush at him. I think we assume Mr. Perfect's wrong, gone. Like we haven't heard anything about him gone, but it feels like they're talking Crush and Luger. Uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is just a, a random feud with like no pipe, but yet they're kind of doing it. Crush is kind of cr- crush is kind of rough on the squash matches. Like he should be a guy that should be menacing, kind of similar to like an atom bomb, but he just isn't. Uh, and his heart punch is so crappy as a finisher. So I don't know, nothing, nothing squash, but it just kind of pushed along that Luger's now feuding with Crush for some reason. Yeah, that, well, the shine is kind of wearing off on Crush a little bit. Like, it's kind of fitting that he's facing Luger because they're they're kind of like the big face <laughs> and heel version of each other. Yep. Um, where like you know they're both like physically imposing, but then they don't wrestle physically imposing. Um, so well, yeah, it's a great 
a great point. They're, like they belong on the other side. Right. right? Like Luger's right. better as a heel and Crush yep. is probably better as a face. Yeah, it, it just it's just weird. Like like Crush had a good run with Macho. Like that feud was really hot. I liked it. Luger was really hot, you know, for a moment and now they're just both kind of just fizzled out and I just feel like they're they're not the shiny new toys anymore, so Definitely. The bloom is off the rose a little bit. Definitely. You want to go to our do you have did you have the promo next? Well, I have a uh Doink versus uh Jobber Squash real quick. Yeah. Um where Double J calls in and says like no one clowns around like him, which is I guess that's your uh on the nose line of the week. Um and then he does he he wins with like a whoopee cushion and then yes, uh Earthquake is followed by, or does follow that. Um this guy, I don't, I, I love him, but I just, I, it's kind of hard to defend his interview skills. Um, <laughs> he, he's talking about like, yeah, right. He's talking about like his sumo past and he's like all, he's saying he has like a 24 and 0 record for a foreigner. And um, they show this like picture of him, which had to be like the mid eighties or late eighties, something, you know, before he came to WWF and somehow he looked even older. Like five years ago, from from this date, like he looked even old. Like it's just not doing him any favors. Um, and and his he's just very nervous sounding when he's talking. So I don't know. It just this little interview, this little piece didn't really shine a light on him. In in my point of view. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but you want to talk about the? Do you want to do the King's Court? Do you want me to do that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sorry, I'll take that too. Okay. So yeah, because just come combo. Yeah, you know, just kind of yeah. comments on that next. So. So um, then we have uh, King's Court with Yoko and Cornette. Um, Cornette says that Quakes look like it, or Earthquake looks like it was back in the 30s, um, <laughs> which was awesome. And he gives credit to him, but like says that was prehistoric. Like those were the old times, you know, like you haven't done anything now pretty much. And then also says like Cornette also says like he's bilingual and uh, translates Yokozuna to grand champion for the audience. Yep. So I like kinda, that. Yeah, it gives it gives the background on Yokozuna, like the name and everything, and like kind of is like he's not an actual sumo guy, but he is actually being built as is the you know bigger sumo guy, so that's pretty cool. Um, I felt like Cornette was really money here too. Like I feel like when he really wants to dig into something, and you give him like a feud, it doesn't even have to be with the best guy or the best reason, but if you just give him an actual feud, he is money instead of just like throwing a match together or whatever like you give him something to feud about um he just really led this and lawler just kind of let Cornette go and you know do his typical rant so it's pretty solid stuff there yeah and obviously it wasn't fuji <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah, right i mean yeah i'll just give my kind of hi- highlights uh i did like that they talked under earthquake that he was 24 and oh so really puts an undefeated streak of sumo wrestling on the line uh I, again, I love that they talked about how he was the champ of sumo wrestling and that that's how he got his name. Uh, and the Cornette, a little bit silly about just taking off the ropes, like a little over the top with saying like taking off the ropes for the ring. Like that doesn't make any sense for like a sumo match, but whatever it, it is what it is. But the crowd definitely popped for it. And I think uh, it's a good quick feud. They got brewing up here. Um, so I, I liked it. And then uh, uh, you want me to finish anything else or yeah. you want me to finish no. up? We got, we got, we got some more Undertaker sightings. This one's yes. the stupidest. Well, they're all kind of stupid. Right. Uh, they talk about how Undertaker's sleeping in the trench. 
uh, which just makes no yeah. sense. Like he's sleeping in a grave. Like that's so right. weird. And then something as well, like during this interview with this hillbilly, uh, sorry to no offense to this guy, but uh, they have well, like a, a lot of, all right, thank you. I just need a Florida person to validate. Me as a city folk, but during the interview, they have a, a lawnmower going on in the background. So you could barely hear this guy. And every time he stops talking, you just hear this. Like, it's like one of the worst filmed sec, you know, sections ever done. Right. Like, it's, it's really hard to hear. I, I know we're not in the high quality, like tapes and stuff like that, but like, so maybe the sound editing is a little mixed up, but Jesus, like why, why are you doing this outside or at least clear the area a little bit? It's just so ghetto. Uh, and this, this is so silly. This undertaker sighting. I just, I think we've kind of joked about them. They're kind of dumb. Right. Uh, we then get Mabel out with Oscar. Uh, so interesting. They've kind of been feuding uh, or splitting up Mabel and Mo. We saw last week, Mo got taken out by Owen Hart. Uh, and I think challenge or superstars or forget, forget mm-hmm. which one it were. All American wrestling. One of those, they he got taken out. Uh, so Mabel's kind of coming out alone. Uh, it's weird. They're breaking them up. And that uh, next week, Mabel fates Pierre for the King of the Ring qualifying match. So kind of really pushing over that they're kind of split up. Um, and then they make this like, I don't know. Then they, they talk about how Yoko has laid out the challenge. Macho says that he knows Eric earthquakes accepted, but Vince is telling, uh, or the King says he needs a segment to tell anything. It's just like so confusing, uh, that they don't kind of do this. And what I put is terrible of like that is that they, this isn't even live segments. Like it's, it's could have been edited a lot better. So it's just so weird that they, uh, that they just don't have their like timing down of this. Like the macho was saying earthquake accepted. He didn't even accept it. He, right. The thing with segment, it's just very convoluted. Right. And especially cause it's not live. I get it live if you do it. Uh, and then earthquake during the King interview, I think he King really puts over like, what are you doing? Like, this is so silly to attack Yoko's in Like there's no chance you got an earthquake says he's ready for him. So, but I actually thought this was a better promo from quake, a little more fire uh, with King, but you know, it seemed like the energy was more directed at King, like telling him off than actually at Yokozuna. So um, it yeah, was okay. Well, it was okay ending, but it was kind of, like I said, a little convoluted, a little bit, a lot of talking to get to a match. Well, see, like what you just said about everything being disjointed is the, I think the number one, um, like, like the number one stray being caught with Vince being in the steroid trial. So like, yep. You know, like these little things wouldn't slip through the cracks if he had his like full attention on the product. And you, like we, I think we take it for granted, like how polished the show can be. Um, you know, it's just what we're used to. Like you hear all those stories of backstage and on the fly editing and all that stuff. But you know, you see it when he's not there. Like you can just tell how disjointed things are, and um, it just definitely shows in like a time like this that we all know with hindsight is kind of disjointed yeah. to begin with so do you want to uh, move on to and, superstars and now? anything else you want to add to raw no i'm anything good with else? that all right yeah let's move on to uh superstars this is the four uh sorry mace 14th uh superstars so uh kind of weird with a bret hart i don't know if you had uh if you could kind of figure this out but it seemed like it was taped somewhere else i, I don't I, I was, yeah, I was so confused because they kept putting up WrestleMania Re- Revenge Tour, so right. I, I was really confused. I don't know if you figured it yeah, out. Yeah, or... so I feel like that is what happened. So, like, I know in in '96, late '96, I went to my like first ever Raw, and okay. 
we were there. We like it says to arrive. Like the shit, we all started at like eight or nine or whatever back then. It says to arrive at like six, and then we get there, and I'm only like ten years old. You don't know what's going on, and you see like the superstars banners on the ring. Then they change it to like I don't know. I don't think it was Action Zone anymore, but it was something else. They changed it to. Then Raw started. Then they t- taped like Superstars again, and or then taped another Raw and then Superstars again. So. I feel like this is a different place, but it could, or it could have been the same place, but like different signage was up or something. But yeah. um, it did feel way different, yeah. Because yeah. and and the area where they do these interviews, like it, you can never really tell where it's at because it just feels like it's just a generic place in the building that they're doing the interviews. Yeah. So agreed, yeah. So whatever they 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 have him come out and uh, he talks about Owen, then he also accepts the challenge from Diesel. So maybe that's maybe that's why this was taped somewhere else is because they the timeline they didn't have right, but um, right, basically right. He says like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna accept the Diesel's challenge. Um, and it gets a big prop of the crowd when he kind of says, hey, I'm gonna challenge Diesel. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, up that, and then we got Quang in an easy victory uh, to kind of start things off, and then we get the King of the Ring qualifying match. You don't mind if I'll, I'm gonna take this if you don't mind? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yep. I get this one. So we got Mabel versus Pierre, like we kind of mentioned at Raw. Interesting explain these two guys up, uh, Mabel and Pierre. Uh, really w- weird match in that they skip the entrances, which again is Men on the Mission's best part, is them coming right. out. Uh, they also announced that the managers are not allowed at ringside. Uh, and this match maybe lasts two minutes. Uh, I, I put it, this is a trash match, might be one of the worst matches and segments we've seen. It just makes no sense. This match, like, why not if they're gonna have the managers like not be allowed at ringside, why not do a skit? to kind of show why they're not allowed at ringside. Like, you know what, them interfering in the match or something like that. But like the stip makes no sense. That's never been in King of the Ring ever. So why are we putting it in here? And then at the end, Oscar ends up coming out and rapping to, to lead Mabel, which the crowd pops for it first. So I don't know if they record, they like, they tape something and it didn't work, but like, it's such a weird stip or maybe just Johnny Polo wasn't there. Like, I don't know, but it was one of the worst kind of matches segments and a complete burial of Pierre. Like he got no offense into this match and Mabel looked okay, but it was, it was kind of a garbage segment that just, again, felt very rushed and didn't really make sense when you're trying to talk about, this is your big match for this week's superstars. Yeah. And so like Pierre, you know, he's a great worker and stuff like that, but he's not the guy to throw in there with a very green Mabel. Um, to make him look good, like he's a bigger yeah. guy, like like Mabel can't like kind of toss around or, you know, work with. And, um, you know, they do the same thing to Diesel until he finally gets Bret Hart soon. But like Diesel, well, you know, when he wins the title, he's in there with all these big guys, and he's still not even ready yet. So, I don't know. It's just weird that they have this like fascination of like the big guys against each other, or whatever. Um, and a good point with like Oscar coming out to hype up Mabel and stuff. Like I have in my notes here that uh, Mabel must dance is the new Hogan must pose for this era. <laughs> so regardless of what happens, Oscar's going to come out and make sure that you know all the all the hip hop is in the crowd. You know, and Vince is just probably ear to ear smiling as uh, he sees all the little kids dance to the big black guy in the ring. So um, good stuff yeah. there. Yeah, terrible match, but. You know, fun. The Oscar at the end was a big pop. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I cannot believe like how for just a, like you said, when you said it was two minutes in the beginning, I'm like, there's no way it was only two minutes. It felt like <laughs> it took forever, but, uh, and I'm a Mabel guy and I can't even like defend that. Like, it yeah, was it was, it was so... garbage. It was a bad match. Right. 
so um from there we get like a quick king of the ring report so kind of weird that they have like a like they're not doing like all the first round matches first before like like to set the bracket up like it's all it's already irs versus mabel now um like you know usually you'll go down the list and you'll see the guys and they finally match up but um so they just kind of announced that match uh as a second round and then um we get another piper promo from the set and i just have my notes like this is another bad promo like he just i don't know it, it's i don't know if he's like in like playing wrestler because he's on this movie set and he's trying to like focus on being an yeah. actor but it, like you know i'm not the biggest piper fan to begin with like you know like i know people like say he's the best on the mic of all time and i know it's probably a hot take but i'm not like i just don't see it with piper i guess like i'm just not really um like he's cool or whatever but not like this like legendary mike guy but like this stuff is just so bad like it just seems like forced to like like he really doesn't want to feud with lawler or something like it's just he's forcing things out there and like you know like before he's talking about no one's a king but then he goes on to call him jerry the king lawler like he adds it in yeah. his name like i don't know it just seems out of focus and uh I'm just not really looking forward to that at all. No, it's it's been bad. It's a very, very lazy uh, Piper. He hasn't been... Again, he might be filming a movie, but I don't think he's been in a ring, right? He was at WrestleMania right. 10, if we'd seen him. No, he's right. always been at these backstage shit, so it's just yep. very lazy. Um, yeah, no one's looking forward to that match. And again, they're trying to start... They're not pushing it too hard yet, but they're really starting to talk the new generation era, and it's like, let's bring back Piper, right? And so it's it's very weird, especially when they're wasting a guy like Macho Man. Like, wouldn't Macho Man be so much better in this than Piper? And not exactly. I'm not, I'm not, exactly. But like, Macho has still got the fire. Macho's there every week. Like, why not put him in there? So I don't know. Well, that's when they go. They're they're going half in. Like, they probably yeah. see the house show numbers are down. Like, everything's down. Um, you know. Hogan's going to be debuting in WCW soon if he hasn't already. I don't remember the exact timeline, but it's soon. It's soon, and, yeah. I think he's Bash of the Beach is his first match, but he's definitely right. there. He's definitely doing the parade and the stuff. The ticker take parade, yeah, right. ticker, yeah, and some interviews before then. Like, I'm, I think he's on a clash beforehand. So, like, yeah, it's probably a June clash or May, you know, May clash. So right around this time, he's he's definitely right. So, so they probably feel some kind of pressure to get like eyeballs on the product. Like, oh, let's bring back. Piper, let's do it. But you're 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 going away from your like overall directive as the company, yeah. so it's just, it's just weird. Um, and then you know we get a quick uh, doink squash against the jobber, and then we also you know stay in the in the late '80s as a uh, limo pulls up and Nikolai Volkov, aka Virgil, opens the door for Ted DiBiase, <laughs> and DiBiase is kind of like berates him and everything. It's like all right, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not a million dollar corporation fan until like the very, very end with like Sid and the kid and stuff. But this is just, I think this is such a bad idea and, and such a, I don't know. I, I feel like they're just going back to the well of, you know, what this has worked before. Let's just kind of put a bandaid on it. And, you know, DiBiase is kind of like berating them and everything and just kind of show like it's, it's the exact Virgil ripoff, you know, it's just weird. So. Yeah, it, it's really bad. No, who cares about Nikolai? He looks terrible. He's got to be one of the be- the worst wrestlers of all time. Like, just yeah. in ring, in ring, like he's got to be one of the worst. Why is his t- 
tights pulled up so high as well. Like he always does that. Like he, and he his actually, hair. He yeah. always jacks him up as well. Like it's like he starts the match, like immediately give himself a wedgie. Like that's his first move. Uh, right. I don't know. It it makes that thing. But how great is Dwayne Gill? I mean, he's got the bad stash. He's got the balding yes. hair like Hogan. Dwayne Gill is amazing. So I think that was the only positive of this match. I have more notes on Dwayne Gill than I do of Nikolai. That just shows you where Nikolai's going. So right. And just it just no one cares. Like I put it also that there's a ton of empty seats on the hard camera. So like just no one cares about the DBS. He looks pathetic. Like this is this would be, I think, okay if this was like his fifth guy he hired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this yeah. is the start of the corporation, right? Like if he had like two or three and it's like, hey, I'm picking up guys, but like this is who you're starting with is Nikolai, it just makes it seem so it's just very sad for Millionaire or, Man. Like he's coming or back. Like if, if if they would have went and, the, and if they would have used this template as the whole corporation, like, hey, we're gonna bring back all these eighties guys yeah. as as they're broken down and like you know, you can throw in, you know, Snooker at the time or Hammer or Hammer. Right, yeah. Hammer. Yeah. All these guys, it's like, hey, they they're not they need a payday and just make a little stable of that and it can be short lived or whatever, but and then yeah. have a nice payoff. But yeah, it was, we got Nick Lay right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird to start off with him. So Yeah, and they also they talk a ton about in this match they talk about the Hall of Fame. So that was kind of mm-hmm. interesting. They're talking about uh I forget who was who they had talked about because I didn't put the notes, but they started really talking about hey, there's gonna be a couple of inductees in the Hall of Fame, it's gonna be King of the Ring weekend, this is gonna be an annual event, they're really excited about it. So I thought that was cool, definitely bringing some like like kind of a good that's a good mixture of old and new that right. they do really well beginning in like you know, the two thousands, right. Of like mixing that old and new, but mm-hmm. like no one needs to see Nikolai and no one needs to see Piper with his half-assed effort. So exactly. Uh, you want to get our last match? Yeah. So, so quickly before the, the last match, we have a uh, Duke Josie vignette and he does like this uh, trick shot with a trash can, like throws it and makes it bounce and all that yep. things. So he's the, uh, he's the poor man's Mr. Perfect. Um, yes, <laughs> I guess we can call him Mr. Poverty. I guess. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. He's he's doing his little trick shots like Mr. Perfect, but with with uh, trash and household items. I guess. Um, then we have a Tatanka Jobber or Tatanka versus Jobber Squash, which uh, actually was better than probably eighty percent of the shit on this show so far. Even though it was just a just a squash match. Um, and then we get announced that uh, Jarrett versus Luger is announced as a qualifying match, and Jarrett kind of comes out with his uh, purple and aqua tights on, looking ever so uh, bright and brilliant as he kind of gloats for the match next week. Yeah, kind of kind of weird that he goes on that, given that he's been fighting with Doink. Like, why is that <laughs> right. not the king, king of the ring qualifying? But obviously, uh, I don't know. They're just trying to set something up, but. I kind of like the random draw of the King of the Ring, at least for that. Like, hey, it's not just the feuds going on, but it's weird that like all of a sudden it's like, well, now I'm now I'm mad at Luger. Like, I'm gonna take him out. It's like, well, you right. guys had no feud. Um, so it is what it is. But he definitely says he's he's taking out Luger here and doesn't. I don't think mentions Doink at all during that promo. So a little right. Weird, but, uh, and then we also had an Undertaker, another Undertaker sighting uh, as well. So uh, really, really moving that along. Uh, that, that seems to be a weekly thing. Uh, whether it's a daycare or a trench or a swimming pool or a, right. Uh, right. it's just the most going down the slide. It just, just kind of silly. So definitely, I, I remember yeah. these skits, but 
but they're they're just kind of silly looking back. Like, what were they? What was the goal of these things? Well, like, like, at, at least it's like campy bad. Like, yeah, at least right. at least it's kind of yeah. I can watch it. And it's a little entertaining. Like, look at this. They're guy definitely with, funny. Yeah, you yeah. Know, with the bad acting, like. Like, yeah. it's not Nikolai Volkov bad or Pierre right. versus Mabel bad, you know? Yeah, it's just campy, but it's just so weird they're doing it for The Undertaker. You know what right. I mean? It's like, right. this feels like a guy you'd waste on, like, Coco Beware or something. Like, Coco Beware <laughs> exactly. sightings, you know? It's like, right. oh, our number two face, we're having him go down the slide. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Just so silly. So, I don't know. They're, they're, they are campy fun. I'll give it that. Like, they're definitely a highlight of these superstars. Uh, mm-hmm kind of rougher superstars this week so we're just going to do uh one raw and one superstars this week just as we're a little busy on the summer but we'll get back back to it we got a lot more king of the ring qualifying matches the next couple of weeks so right. we'll get back to it at two but let's get to our awards then unless you had anything else to add on that too no man, i think Your we're shows. good all right let's go most new gen outfits um i'm gonna go with that jared uh purple and aqua like i guess that's the like styrofoam cup in the gas station colors or whatever <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with my buddy Dwayne Gill and his uh, pedophile, <laughs> pedophile mustache haircut. <laughs> I mean, he is just—he's oh, he, been like this forever, and it's right. just amazing that he like went through like ten years of his life like well, looking like this. Well, it's like he's probably in those same high school gyms, like when wrestling's not there, you know? Right? Like, yeah, scouting, <laughs> scouting out the kids. Just hanging so. out. Right. It's just he's one of my all-time favorites with Gilbert, and uh, yeah, he looks ridiculous. Uh, most new gem performer, <laughs> um, dude. There's really not that much to pick from here. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, try. I'm gonna have to go Razor, I guess, since he won the match. I would go Quang, but he lost. And no, no, I'll actually go with Cornette. Okay, um, yeah, that was fire good... in that little segment, so I'll go with him. Yeah, I, I actually liked. Uh, I, I put Quang. I thought he for. A guy that's kind of been not piped up at all, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of shitty vignettes, and the, one of the worst managers. I thought he did pretty well, and then Vince put him over pretty strong. So I, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, worst match or segment? There's a couple here. Oh, it's Pierre versus Mabel for me. Pierre versus Mabel. Uh, I, I'll go. I'll go the Nikolai match. It was just back to back. A rough. Yeah. Super, I mean, probably one of the worst superstars. E- easily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, usually, we're pretty high on them, and I know you're not always getting like three or four good matches, but usually there's some something good in it but this this right. one's pretty rough uh best match or segments <laughs> um i'll go with quang versus razor i thought that was a, i thought you know like you mentioned with quang like being solid and everything i think he's just at least had a decent outing every time out and this was part of that yeah i'll go the yoko promo with i, I thought they built that feud up pretty well i think we're gonna see mm-hmm. it maybe next week or yeah I we do. If they did i can't remember if they said this next week but I think they built that up pretty well, so we'll go with that. Uh, anyone stock up? Uh, I mean, you know, you've been talking them up, and I kind of agree. I, I think I'm gonna have to go Quang as stock up so far. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go just to do something different. I'll, I'll go Mabel, just making the King of the Ring, kind of being a tag guy. I know that match was atrocious, and he didn't look look great versus Pierre, but I think I'll go stock up with him. Uh, anyone stock down? Uh, to the DBS here. I'll go Volkov until he cuts his hair. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Piper. I, I, you just you you kind of laid into him pretty good. I, yeah, and you went with him last week, so I'll go him this week. Uh, it's it's just been very disappointing from an all time guy. It's just even the filming of it's bad. Like that's not his right. Like, it's like grainy footage, and I know we're in an HD life, and it's just right. different. But it's just it seems very half ass. Yeah, it's just it doesn't like it seems like he doesn't really want to do it. You know, yeah, like he's just doing it because he feels like it was a favor or something. Yeah, agreed. 
So yeah, so a little rough superstars. The Raw was pretty good. I think the King, the, the everyone knows the Yoko Earthquake match. So I think they built mm-hmm. it up pretty well as well. Like I didn't know it was this big of a feud. Like I thought it was more a one-off challenge, but they right. kind of had two good weeks of, of running that along. The King of the Ring qualifying is always fun. See these random matchups. So hopefully next week the superstars a little better in these King of the Ring qualifying. I think Luger and Jarrett could be a, a really hidden gem. Uh, could come up and so should be fun the next couple of weeks getting ready for King of the Ring and hopefully a lot less Piper. So uh, anything else to add before we uh, sign off for two weeks? No, I, mean, I think we're good. That's one. Um, you know, I, I love the King of the Ring season in the WWF, especially at this time. So it'll just be fun to see the tournament kind of progress as we get closer to the pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that Luger uh double j match could be really good we'll right see, but th- that's a fun the first fun matchup and i think bam bam is just gonna beat the crap out of bob holly i hope that I mean, yeah I, I, would, so, I would guess that that, that could be fun fun kind of squashed by bam bam but we'll see so all right we'll see everyone in two weeks thanks for listening uh enjoy the rest of summer and football season cheers yes sir